It's Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House and Lionhorn, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. If Chet gets his technical difficulties worked out, he'll be joining us. But we have our guest, Kevin Riley, who's already with us tonight. So, uh, Kevin... We're going to jump right in. Well, there he is. We'll see if he sticks around with us. Uh, Kevin? It's like having Peter Pan working with you, you know? <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Well, hey, hey, Kevin, welcome back. We're going to jump right to it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Eagles camp, hopefully, and uh, what you have going on with Villanova this year. Uh, but most importantly, you spent last weekend in Canton, Ohio, uh, celebrating the induction of Coach Dick Vermeil to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How was that? Uh, it was an incredible personal experience and one that I'll never forget because of the people who were there, including the coach, of course. That's the reason we were there. But, uh, you know, you get into your late 60s, early 70s, and you're able to get together with some of your teammates that you haven't seen in a while. And, We've been fortunate because in running coaches uh, Boy Scout tournament, a lot of these guys came back year after year, but we haven't done it since the pandemic. So this was an opportunity for us to get together. And believe it or not, uh, fellas, the wives were reluctant to go, but in spite of that, they went because we wanted to have them there. We knew it was going to be special. And uh, they had a much better time than they ever thought. It was three great days of camaraderie and great stories. We had a Friday night dinner with about 15 alumni and their wives, and everybody had to get up and tell their favorite Dick Vermeil story or Eagle story. And I'm telling you, if it wasn't X-rated, it could be on Netflix tomorrow. (laughs) Hey, I got to ask you something, uh, Kevin. How come you're not in this picture? I see a whole bunch of ex-Eagles there. I know you didn't play for Coach Vermeil, but I'm not seeing you in this picture. Well, I I took that invitation as the guys who played for Dick, and I didn't want to wreck it if that's what it was. Okay. But I can see some guys in there who didn't play for him, and I probably should have gotten the picture. But hindsight's twenty twenty. What are you going to do? <laughs> yep. Hey, hey, Kevin, listening to Coach's speech, uh, everybody knows he's a, a highly uh, high, strong, emotional man. Uh, he he kind of took a little different route and. Uh, Kept his composure for whatever, 24 minutes. Well, you know, we, uh, uh, Bill, we checked with uh, Las Vegas the morning of the induction <laughs> to see what the over and under was on him not going to be able to cry. And they took it off the board. That's how bad. No, I'm just kidding you because we knew there would be tears somewhere. But boy, oh boy, did he surprise all of us by keeping it for the, I mean, he he did a fantastic game plan of that. I counted, I stopped counting after 40, 
the names that he mentioned um, that were important to him getting where he was. And he probably wanted to do another 40. And here's what a lot of people don't know. They put him last because if you realize by watching, there wasn't a commercial uh, and he took 23 minutes. They knew he was going to take a lot of time. He asked for it. You know, he was the Don out there as far as I was concerned. And the guy that, you know, had really stirred him up on Friday night, believe it or not. And I had never seen, I mean, Chet will tell you this. There was not a dry eye in the place when that standing ovation happened, when he gave that honor to his wife as, you know, I couldn't have got here at all without the most, you know, important person in my life and Carol. And if you guys, I know you've met her, you've met her down at the, the Boy Scout tournament and stuff. She has been just tremendous with him over the years. You can imagine the demands that he puts on uh, her and because he puts them on himself and for her to, you know, move to Kansas City, for her to go to St. Louis and start new friendships, a house with kids in it, you know, you got to be a special person. And I've gotten to know her really well in the last 20 years. And she is a doll. She is a saint. And he gave her her just due. But I got to tell you, fellas, I never saw, and that's because the players, you know, the players that were single, she'd have them over for dinner, whether it was St. Louis, Philadelphia, you know, or, or Kansas City. It didn't matter. And she developed personal relationships with these young men, you know, that time. And I just looked around me, and it was any guy that played for Dick was standing up there clapping their hands together and tears rolling down their cheeks because that was such a special moment, and he planned it just right. Yeah, it was awesome. And by the way, not only did Coach Vermeil thank the Philly fans, owners of all those three pro teams that he coached, and pretty much every single assistant coach he ever had, too, I think he mentioned, but uh, he also recalled his time at UCLA and getting occasional advice from the legendary John Wooden while both of those guys were there. One time I was complaining about the players we lost in recruiting. He said, sit down. I sit down. When John Wooden says sit down, you sit down. I sit down. He said, now listen, coach, don't worry about those players you don't have. Just make sure you do a great job of making those who you have the best they could possibly be. You know, and I've operated under that simple philosophy the rest of my coaching career. Yeah, there's a, there's a little uh, quote that goes with that. You know, I've been with him on occasion when he's spoken with me at events and, and things like that. And little quote that goes with that, that he'll, he'll tell you anytime you ask. And he said, people don't care about how much you know until people know about how much you care. And, oh boy, his history of caring for people and going above and beyond the call of duty for some of these guys, even after they've retired and some of them fallen on hard times, no one will know the amount of time and money that has come out of his own pocket and his own time frame under to try to take care of these guys. Uh, he really lives that motto. St. Francis de Sales had a saying, be who you are and be that well. Nobody does it better than Dick Vermeil. And, and Kevin, I know uh, you have worked with Coach, as you say, in the, the Boy Scout golf outing for many, many years. Uh, it, he's, you don't have just a coach-player relationship. Uh, you, you have a very special relationship with uh, a friend. Yeah, I mean, it really has turned out that way. Um, we started uh, to seeing each other uh, uh, 
you know, on the a banquet circuit. That's how it started out. And then I asked him to come down and speak at a banquet uh, for the Rotary Club of Wilmington, which was pretty large. And he did that. And um, from there, you know, we just kind of continued to, you know, be with each other at different events. And then uh, one day when his golf tournament was floundering, he asked me if I would uh, join the board. And I said, sure. One thing led to another. And within a year, I was running the whole show and uh, bringing back great memories. And, you know, we went from having four celebrities when I came on board to having 52 at the last one. So, I mean, the thing grew. And I told him, I said, Coach, it'll take me two years to get it back to where it's going to grow. I said, we'll have 12 to 15 guys my first year. We'll probably have 20 my second. And then when we get 30, I'll have guys calling me saying, how come I wasn't invited? Because it becomes a party. And you guys were there. You know, the last one we had, there were more guys riding in carts than there were golfing. But that's okay. You know, we wanted to have them back because it was becoming a reunion. Just wondering, were, were Bill and I included in those 52 celebrities? Um, I, I think I did include the, you guys. <laughs> Semi-celebrities. Hey, uh, before we go on to talk about the current Eagles, uh, I want to ask you one final thing about the Hall of Fame thing. We heard some great speeches from the likes of Tony Baselli and Bryant Young and some of the other guys. Other than the speeches, any other memorable moments from your weekend in Canton, Kevin? Well, I'm going to get back to the speakers. You know, that was the finest list of of quality human yeah. beings that I can remember being up there. I mean, almost all of them mentioned God. You know, all of them, almost all of them were still married to their first wife and had kids. And, you know, all and all of them were leaders and, you know, had people speaking volumes about them. None of them seemed to be in any kind of trouble. I mean, probably there were some, but I mean, just came across to me that we had some really fine human beings that were inducted into that hall of fame, not taking anything away from prior years, but that's what struck me. Sure. sure. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, Kevin coach made a big reference and I'm sure it was a big surprise. Andy Reed showed up just as he did with Brian Dawkins. Uh, coach really thought that was special and, and it was, you know, I got to know Andy Reed kind of personally. He asked me to come back and speak to the team when they were mandatorily faced with a four hour training session for um, mental health. And Mike Quick and Viseka Hema were supposed to be with me. We all had 15 minutes and they relinquished their 15 minutes to me, both guys, so I could give my full speech. And I told them, no, no, that wouldn't be right. And they said, no, no, you, you give the full speech and you guys have seen me do that and it's going to resonate with them. And Andy pulled me aside after that. And he said, um, and I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't, a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know. He said, I really appreciate you coming in today. And that was what just what we needed to hear. And he said, you don't know this, but my brother is only operating with one arm. Now his brother didn't lose his arm, mm -hmm. but in a motorcycle accident, he basically damaged it where it's unusable. So Andy got that piece of it. And um, I won't mention the ball player's name, but one ball player was really hurting. Um, it was a starter uh, hurting with depression and thinking about quitting football. And he said to me, would you mind going in and spending some time with me? And I felt honored that that guy would do that. 
And, you know, anytime I saw him after that, I'd try to reintroduce myself and he'd say, I know who you are. And he did, you know, um, he's a good man. Uh, we sent out a letter meaning to go to his boss at the Kansas City Chiefs to help with the Boy Scout pavilion that was being built during fundraising. And Andy himself sent in a major check. That's the kind of guy he is. I think Dick helped him out a lot uh, when he first got here, filling out what you're going to get from the Philadelphia media, Philadelphia fans, and really gave him an education on what to expect. And Andy Reid's one of those kind of guys that doesn't forget who's taking care of him. So I'm not surprised that they had that relationship. All right. Kevin, we are fast approaching another Eagle season, one that uh, a lot of people are pretty excited about. How are you feeling about the 2022 birds a couple of days shy of the first preseason game? Well, I feel really good about them. I'm just looking before I get on the air with you guys, the, the, uh, the you know, the, the depth charts. I don't know that the Eagles have had this kind of quality depth in, in the last, I'd say, 12 to 15 years. And, you know, you take a look at this offensive line that's coming back. Man, Lane Johnson, Jason uh, Kelsey. And on the other side, you got Landon Dickerson and Jordan Maialata. I mean, a couple of those guys are going to be all pro this year, maybe three of them. And I'm telling you, there's some guys like, uh, you know, Brandon Dick Dickerson, who's going to be all pro someday. They have really, you know, bolstered a line that years ago was not that good and they were playing with second string and sometimes third string guys i look at their line at being healthy the receiving core is really really good those three guys that are going to be the top receivers out there look out you got this guy coming in there aj brown you've got uh goddard going to be the tight end coming across the middle this guy's going to be able to come across the middle which is going to open everything for avante smith and a big question that I keep getting back and forth, and I'll say it now, and I'll continue to say it until proven not, Jalen Hurts is the real deal. He's played 18. He started 18 games. That's a, that's a season, guys. That's a rookie season that I think if you looked at the stats, you'd say, that's not bad. It's not bad overall. But what I like about him both is his calmness under pressure and his leadership ability. The first major game that I ever watched as a spectator uh, was Alabama playing LSU. My uh, stepson went to school at Alabama, and I watched this freshman quarterback light it up in the first half. I don't know who they played. And I watched every time he came off the field, how he went over to the bench to thank the offensive linemen, that he went up to the wide receivers. And you could tell, I said, how does a freshman get this kind of you know, leadership quality you know, this quickly? I think you're going to see it this year. And now he's got some of the talent that can really help him. And defensively, I'm really excited about the linebackers they've gotten and two of the defensive linemen. And I'll tell you, this guy, Darius Slay, he, he's the real deal, man. He's going to have another great performance out here. I think the Eagles are under the radar in this season with a lot of the people that are forecasting where they're going to be. I really see them having a good year. Yeah, I do too. And 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 uh, Kevin, I've already been on the record saying I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a big year as well. Uh, I was going to ask you though. Uh, you mentioned it. The linebackers. Uh, first of all, we have linebackers this year. That's good. Uh, and we got some that can play. Uh, I think we're going we're going to see a little bit more uh, 
4-3. Might see a little 3-4. We're going to put – we're going to have a, a tough front seven, however they line them up. Oh, without a doubt. Now you've got guys that not only can, you know, keep the double team off these guys, but you got guys that are really quick moving. This this guy, uh, Keezer White, coming in, he's the real deal. Hassan Reddick, another guy that's really going to add some speed. What I like about these two guys is they're going to be able to play three downs sometime. They're going to be able to cover people. And, you know, not having to make that move with having a guy come on the field for one play, third and long, is really going to benefit you. When you're in the game, you get into a rhythm. And, man, if you're only coming in for one play, it's tough to get in a rhythm. Um, so you're thinking of playoff team. Now, Bill and I are going to make our official predictions around September 7th, the week before the first game. I'm going to tell you right now, we're both looking at a double-digit win season, I'm pretty sure. Are they going to win the division, Kevin? You know, it depends on how the Cowboys play. Uh, you never know. They've got some talent down there. They could surprise you. They could also stink up the joint. Uh, and it really depends on their quarterback. They're going to have. They're going to be a good football team. I don't think the Giants are anywhere near where the Eagles are right now. The Washington Redskins, um, I'm not sure they could beat the Pottstown Firebirds. Uh, and it's not because of talent it's because of the organization that is the worst run organization under that owner and until he's gone i don't see this team ever going anywhere and i'll tell you it's almost like a jail sentence to play for them right now so i really believe that uh i think they'll i think they'll win 10 games i've looked at it and i've gone over it they'll get upset once or twice but they'll upset some people once or twice i think if they can play without the major injuries they've had and I really look for the running game to pick up if we can just keep our running backs healthy uh you know the guy that I really really liked coming out of, of the offense last year as the the running back was um the second string guy named um Boston Gain Scott. Uh, Scott. Kenny Gainwell Kenny Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell. Gainwell. he he just really su surprised me catching the ball and being able to drive forward after the first hit, this is a guy that's like, you know, he run, he he runs with bad intentions, and you kind of like to see that. And he's going to be a nice, you know, uh, I think he, substitute when he's taken over, comes in for third down, and I think he's, you're going to see him a lot on the goal line because he can punch it in. Now the other thing they have going in the goal line is a 230 pound quarterback who's pretty good at punching it in. So I'm looking for, you know, 20 points a game from this team at a minimum with the offensive power that I think they have and the backup strength in the second string. Hey, Kevin, you mentioned, the, you know, you think the team might be a little bit under the radar. And I, I feel that way, too, looking at it from the, the, the national media. Uh, but that all has to be towards Jalen Hurts, I think, because anybody that sits back with a clear lens and look at, look at how this team has improved, has to say this is a pretty good football team that there must be a lot of skeptics out there about hurts me not being well. yeah i i think i think there are and i'm not sure why i mean you know sirianni is really going to show whether he's a good coach this year or an okay coach he did a heck of a job last year under some circumstances that everybody ridiculed him with you know uh talking about you know, plants growing and things like that. This guy, he's thinking differently. And sometimes you got to think out of the box. Now they got a lot of tape on Jalen Hurts, but they got a lot of tape on him without uh, J.B. Brown. 
uh, and they got a lot of tape on him without uh, Gainwell and uh, what's his name coming back? Sanders coming back. Oh, those guys could really be tough. And we didn't, you know, even get into the backups behind that. I think the Eagles defense is going to create a lot of turnovers this year and give them short mm -hmm. fields. So it's hard to say, but if, if Sirianni takes advantage of these guys and puts them in positions to catch the football, especially Brown coming across the middle, he's not afraid. And you ought to be afraid to have to tackle that guy if he's coming across the middle and you're a free safety. So he could wear some people out. What is that going to mean to some of the speed receivers they have, like Watkins and, and you know, Devontae Smith? You know, he's going to be going clip here, clip there, run there, run there. Oh, here it goes. Somebody's going to be sneaking up back there, and he's going to outrun a free safety. So they have speed now. It's just a matter of they can come together as a team. And that's Sirianni's responsibility. Can you make these guys come together as a team and play that nobody cares who gets, you know, the, the, the glory if we win football games? Hey, Kevin, before we uh, wrap things up and let you go, uh, one of the radio stations today was talking about Mount Rushmore's of, you know, all sorts of different topics. Yeah. I want to ask you, who are the Eagles Mount Rushmore for? I mean, Chuck Bednarik is clearly one. Who are the other three faces on the Eagles Mount Rushmore? Oh, an Eagles route Mount Rushmore. Um, you're going to maybe not uh, like some of it, but, you know, I've got I've to put Bill Berge in there. Because I played against the guy, I played with the guy, I watched the guy. Uh, <laughs> he was something else, an instinctive ball player. Wasn't great on film watching, but boy, he knew where the ball was on and he liked to hurt you. <laughs> so uh, Bill Berge would have to be there. I, I got to go with Pete Redslaff. I love this guy. Uh, he was, you were never out of a game up there at Franklin Field with. Tommy McDonald and Pete Redslaff, no matter if you were behind by 14 with three minutes to go, there was something that could happen because Jurgensen could throw it long or throw it underneath to Redslaff, and he always carried about three people 20 yards. So that would be my third. And then the other one I'd have to say, you know, is Reggie White. Just I haven't seen anybody play like that in my whole life up to this point. Bill, give me your four. Do I? Give me your four, Bill. Well, my four that I've that I've seen play, Bergy would be one, Dawkins would be two, uh, that I've seen play. I'm probably going off the rails on this one, but I'd be a Jerry Stizemore kind of guy because I love offensive linemen, and I love Jason Kelsey because I love offensive linemen. Um, so I, I I would off the top of my head, I'd run there. All right, I would go with Chuck Bednarik, even though I didn't, well, I see, didn't him see him. I didn't I know. see him. Brian Dawkins, Reggie White, and I'm going to put Dick Vermeil up there as the fourth face of the Eagles. Can't can't argue with that. There hey, Kevin, I, I before we let you go, uh, your book still selling. Your book that's question one and question two still doing Villanova football. Yeah, they convinced me to come back for another year. I love the program. Uh, I had no idea we'd be ranked number one in the uh, in the CAA. We're ranked number one. We've got some strong kids coming back. Uh, we play Army the third game of the season. That's always interesting to play that Division One team. Uh, you know, we held Penn State last year to 12 yards on 14 carries. I loved that in the first half, but they uh, they they showed up 
big time in the second half and their speed outdid us. And I, I love the I love the culture of the program. So I'm gonna be doing Villanova football and I'll do, hopefully get to uh, the stadium this year and, and be doing some appearances and maybe some of the suites there and things like that. Uh, still watching, you know, I miss my broadcasting days there, but then again, I don't cause I got 11 grandkids that are all playing sports and I don't get to see them on the weekends, but now I do a little bit. So it's all good in the hood as they say. There you go. Tell us about your book. Still yeah, the book is still out there. You can get it on Amazon. Um, we're into our fourth printing. Uh, I'm approaching 10,000 copies in either sales or the few that I've given away, more than a few, because I go to some of these camps for underprivileged kids and other, you know, um, charities and stuff. And I don't even hesitate to give it away if it can help people. Uh, because, you know, I lay myself out in there, as you guys know, no secrets to my life. And I decided to do that. And uh, the good with the bad is laid out in there. And it just shows you, you can make comebacks from anything if you believe in it. And, and for anybody out there listening, if you have not read this book, you are missing out. Let me show you a copy of it. Absolutely. I should have had one right there, but there it is right there. It's called Tackling Life. Tackling Life. On Amazon. How faith Or at your local bookstores, right? Yep. Faith, family, and fortitude got me through tough times. Excellent. All right, my man. Well, Taylor, always, we appreciate you coming by as always. always, a pleasure, uh, always and a fighting pleasure. through, fighting through our technical issues. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, well, and and one one last thing for you, because uh, I want everybody to hear this. Thank you for showing up at our man Freddie Burns' uh, fundraiser. Uh, the, the talk you gave could not have been better. So much appreciated. Uh, can't say enough for what you did out there. Well, I tell you what, I, I felt totally fulfilled coming from that organization and seeing, you know, uh, I'll just say it like it is, all the blue collar people there were there to, to support him as well as some white collar people too. But I mean, that's what it's all about, taking care of each other and to see that community rally around that kid. Man, I was juiced up when I was talking. Yeah. Chet will tell you that. I, you were I got great. A so uh, hope he's doing well. Chet gives me an update every once in a while and and uh, if I can help him in any yep. way again, you guys just let me know. Very good. Absolutely. All Thank right, you, Kevin. Kevin. Thank you, sir. Appreciate All it. All right. Talk to you later. Be Thank good, you. guys. All right. Thanks, Kevin. You know, Chet, it's always great to have Kevin with us. He's just always good. Such a such a first-class guy. Indeed. And by the way, uh, Bill, 32 days until the Eagles season opener. Ricky Waters will tell you that. 32 Ricky. days. My what for me for what? what for it? who? For what? Hey, for, for he who, did okay though for three years. Beyond that, he, he learned. Yes, he did. <laughs> hey, Jet, we're going. We're well. We're not behind because we started late, so we're going to run this thing through. I think we should probably say. I think we might have missed our Facebook time. Uh, the, the comments are saying they couldn't find us on Facebook. Yeah, we I, might I have put been that out late. I put. That is true because we had to start by 710. We started at like 710 and a half. So I put some notes out there. We are only on YouTube tonight. I said, please find us on our YouTube channel. I see a bunch of people have, and hopefully the rest will look for us and find us or watch us later on. That's right. Okay. Hey, that uh, school's back in uh, pretty soon. It's already in down here in the Sunshine State. Uh, it's a good chance your couch will be getting more mileage than your car. It's time for you to start saving with all states pay-as-you-go auto insurance.
Yeah, Bill, Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, Pennsylvania, that is Dave LaVoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700 and start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey, Chet, you know, uh, we're talking about having a good time at Canton. Uh, I certainly want to get your take on that. But speaking of having a good time, uh, what's going on at the Irish Rover Station House? That's always a good time. Yeah, they're having a great summer at the Irish Rover. I was actually there last Thursday, by the way, for Keep the Pint Night. So I got this uh, nice little pint. And, you know, it holds beer. I tested it out. It works. Yeah, it really does. So. How about that? <laughs> Just what it's supposed nice. to do. Uh, and they still apparently have going on those uh, killer burger wars. So, yeah, there's a couple that you can try out tomorrow. Anna's the Excellent Burger and the Ides of March Burger. And then they also have some dinner specials, as they always do, Thursday through Sunday. Among appetizers this week, it's a loaded potato flatbread. And in terms of entrees, there's a citrus salmon salad, which, as a salmon lover, sounds quite delicious, plus a chicken club pasta. And, yeah, if you are a beer lover like me, just know that there's always 24 beers on tap. A try, a tip from me, try the ship bottom bottom I'm going to get this right. The Ship Bottom Blueberry Bikini Bottom Wheat. Trust me, it is delicious. I know you don't like these fruity beers, but trust me, it's a good one. The Irish Rover Station House is on Bellevue <laughs> Avenue in Langhorn. Find them on the web at oh. irishroverstationhouse.com. And before you continue, Bill, I'm feeling the need for uh, Ray Diddy tonight. How's Hi, this is Ray Dinger, and it is always fun to talk sports with these two guys, Bill and Chet, on Philly Press Box Radio. Well, Chet, uh, speaking of Ray Diddy, he was also in Canton, Ohio. Uh, give us uh, give us a quick rundown of your experience there. Let's get that fit in since we didn't get in there with Kevin. Uh, how was your trip? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, they did a terrific job, Philly Sports Trips, which is who I went with. And uh, let me see. I, what I wanted to do was give a shout out to those guys, Vince Rizzuto and Bob Cavanaugh, for putting together an amazing trip to Ohio. There were, I think, just 15 of us, but uh, we had a blast. Uh, they had a fun happy hour event on Friday evening at a rooftop bar at the hotel where we stayed, followed by a Cleveland Guardians game at Progressive Field that night. The bus trip to Canton on Saturday for the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinements, and then a Sunday trip to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So much fun. And, you know, even with all of that, Bill, I want to mention that uh, I was somehow, somehow able to squeeze in trips to three different breweries in Cleveland, all of which were pretty good, especially this one, the butcher and the brewer and a place called Masthead Brewing. They were terrific. But anyway, Philly Sports Trips has all all sorts of things going on this fall. Trips to every Eagles road game, plus a trip to London and Leeds for the Philadelphia Sons of Ben, the union soccer team, and a Wrigley Field trip in September as well. The website, phillysportstrips.com. But yeah, I had a terrific weekend. And uh, Cleveland is an underrated city. A lot of people knock it, but there's a lot going on there, really. Well, I'm going to tell you, Chet, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of sad to say this. Uh, I caught some hell in my house 
for not thinking that it would be a good idea for me to have gone to Canton. Wow. You should have been there. Who thought? Well, I had been gone the week before to Atlantic City to the card, you know, the memorabilia show. Yeah. And I knew I had to come back here to Florida. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't all squeezing in there. And uh, so I I never really gave it a whole lot of thought. And this weekend while I was watching it and I said you were there and some others I knew were there was, uh, did you not think that maybe you wouldn't have liked it? Wow. You should have considered it. And yeah. by the way, again, speaking of Ray Diddy, uh, he's doing his play, Tommy and Me, this, not this weekend, but the following weekend out in Hershey. I don't have the details in front of me, but I am going to try to go on Saturday afternoon, the 20th. Tickets are still available, uh, so look into that out in Hershey. Only only a few shows, right? It's not the full. Yeah, it's only three, three or four shows move. this time, yeah. It's like yeah, Thursday, yeah. Friday, and maybe two on Saturday, something like that. It's probably going to be the last go at it. So if you have not seen Tommy and me, it's well worth going out there and uh, take take your date. Your your wife might say she doesn't want to go or or your husband, whatever. Yeah, uh, my wife actually enjoyed it. So My wife enjoyed it, too. And there she, you go. She enjoyed the story. You know, she's not a crazy football fan, but she enjoyed right. the story, and it was well done and, and all that. So take, uh, it's a good date night for everybody. Grab your spouse and. Go on and do it. Yeah. Well, hey, let's, talk Chet, Phillies. let's talk Phillies. Uh, while you were busy away all weekend, the Phillies were fighting at the bat rack every night. <laughs> that offense exploded against the, the lowly Nats. They're terrible. and uh, But the Phils were hitting the ball. The pitching was solid. The bullpen was solid. They are playing good baseball. Bounced back with another win last night against the lowly Nats or the lowly Marlins. Uh, need to keep going. They're playing good ball. Despite my nonstop weekend in Ohio, I was keeping tabs on the fills the whole time. I had the score of the games pinned to my phone's home screen, and they just kept adding to the run total every night, it seemed. Uh, They are playing really well, and all of a sudden, they're on pace for 90 or 91 wins. Who would have thunk that, Bill, when they were, you know, eight or nine games under 500 back in uh, late May? Um, You would think a trip to the postseason. I'm loving what I'm seeing, and they're doing most of this, of course, without Bryce Harper, who we hope will be back at the end of August. Yeah. I mean, uh, everybody's contributing. That's, that's the thing. It's, uh, of course it also helps when, when Hoskins, uh, Reese Hoskins comes up and hits home runs in the first inning for three games in a row. Uh, yeah. nice, nice to put yourself out in the, in the lead in the first. So that's good, but everybody's contributing They're playing good ball and, uh, you know, everybody's not going to stay hot at the same right. time. So everybody needs to do their piece. And uh, as guys slump a little bit, the next guy picks up. JT's swinging the bat real well now. Uh, that's good. Alec Bohm's still swinging well. Uh, and in the pitching, you know, we'll, we'll see how Noah Simmergard does tonight. Uh, he got rained out. He got a, got a win in a rained out game the other night. Um, but, you know, if he can be solid, they can run four or five guys out there and win games in a, in a series, in a seven-game series. Yeah, I'm not expecting a whole lot from Syndergaard. I mean, he did get the semi-complete game first win because of the uh, rain delay. It was a five-inning thing. Um, I'll tell you, if, if he and they can beat the Marlins tonight, now Contrera on the mound for them, I'll be really impressed. Um, they're actually favored. Go figure that the Phillies are actually favored despite that pitchy matchup. If they win that one, Bill, I'm going to print up some World Series tickets. 
Well, I don't know that we want to go that far. Hey, All right. speaking, of, speaking of World Series tickets, Chet, how would you like to be a fan of the Milwaukee Brewers? You know, the Milwaukee Brewers were in the playoffs. They they were a team that was above the Phillies. They were in one of those three wild card cards and sold out. Well, they were in first place at, at the time. The trade. You're right. They sold out at the trade deadline. They're now out of the mix um, for now. Um, they, they gave away their best players. Yeah, including including their all-star closer, who's probably the best uh, closer in the league, and Hater. Uh, yeah, now they're on the outside looking There'd be in, a chasing, lot of haters in Philly if yeah, that happened, that's for sure. Chasing the Phillies and the Padres for those final two wild-card spots right now. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't follow them closely enough to know why they did all that, but who cares? It helped the Phillies, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, hey, one other note on ball uh, before we hit another topic I know you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, do you realize that, you know, all this noise about the Yankees and how well the Yankees are playing and this and that, the Los Angeles Dodgers have lost like seven games less than the Yankees, and they are on pace to win 118 games. Hmm. You know who the last team to win 118 games was? I have no idea. How about never? Ah. I was gonna say that's, that's a lot of wins. Games is the most games ever won in a se- in a season, and the Dodgers right now are on pace to win 118 games. Woo! All right. Wow. We had, we asked Chris Wheeler about Pete Rose coming to town on last week's Philly Press Box Radio. How profound was Wheel's answer <laughs> after what happened on Sunday? Well, I'll tell you, for anyone who missed last week's show, this is so damn perfect now when we replay this part. (laughs) In addition to singing the praises of Pete Rose, you know, he calls him a friend. Uh, Wheels talked about how important he was to the 80 championship team. He also had this to say about Pete. People are going to have their opinions on Pete. We had a show down in Clearwater last year that I was lucky enough to emcee where Pete was there and Bob Boone, Paul, and Larry Ball. And it was fabulous. It was just great. Pete has no sensor, no filter, never has. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you know, don't give him too much live time doing something. But I totally understand all the negatives involved in that. But thankfully, I don't have to talk about that or make those kind of decisions. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Crystal crystal ball for wheels. And, you know, uh, it started out so good, too, because uh, the introduction – was fantastic. Uh, the fans really responded well to Pete. Um, Pete responded well. Tear, couple tears in his eyes as he was introduced and all that. Um, but not not so good once he went in the booth. Yeah, you could say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened Sunday? You know, he got the standing ovation, which was nice. A few boos, but most people cheered loudly and stood up for him. Uh, but then he had a little back and forth, it turns out, before all of that that we didn't know about until later with Philly's Inquirer reporter Alex Coffey, whom we had on the show a few months back. And then he had another little uh, discussion with an AP reporter and a rather troublesome visit to the broadcast booth. Bill, here's the thing. I've gone back and forth about Pete Rose in my mind quite often over the last 30 years. He's obviously one of baseball's greatest ever players, whose status, of course, was tainted by the betting stuff. Yes, he has bet on baseball, including on his own team's games. That did come out. That kept him out of the Hall of Fame. And then in 2017, shortly after the Phillies announced that he was going to be that year's Phillies Wall of Fame inductee. Came the news that 
Back in the early and mid-70s, starting in 1973, Rose had this multi-year sexual relationship with a girl that started when she was 14. He claimed she was 16, or at least that she said he was 16, as if you know that made it all right in his mind, because, hey, 16 is the legal age in Ohio. Never mind that he was married, had two kids at the time. That's a whole other thing. But, yeah, uh, the thing with Alex Coffey, you know, he said, hey, that was uh, – 55 years ago. Well, it was actually 49 years ago when it started, so his math wasn't that good. It was the reason Fox didn't invite him back for postseason coverage that he had took part in the prior two or three years. He said five years, Bill, to figure out how to respond to questions that he would be asked, and he came up with, I'm not here to talk about that. It was 55 years ago, babe. So that's why Pete's taken some heat over the last few days because of all that. Look, I'm going to say right now, I think he should still go into the Baseball Hall of Fame. But you can't talk like that in the 21st century, Bill. You just can't. You learned how to be a great hitter, Pete. Now learn how to be a decent human being. Well, it's too late for that. Uh, You know, it's (laughs) too late for the decent human being part. But, you know, to me, Chet, and maybe I'm an old-timer too, Pete Rose is going to be 82 years old. Um, Babe, honey, deer, blah, blah, blah. Comment. Common words, common words. And I'm not sure that Pete really meant anything by that part. Um, of course, because it came from, a, you know, a female, it became a big deal. Uh, is it excusable? I don't know. But you go into a restaurant and you get a cup of coffee. You're with an 80-year-old guy. They say, thanks, thanks, honey. Happens to this day. So yeah. there's that. Now, what he did on the air, that's a whole nother deal that's just off yeah. the rails. He's got to know you better. Know. Yeah, you got you got to know better there. But um, the baseball part, you know, was, was great. Enjoyed it. His teammates, every one of them uh, wanted him there, and they cheered for him and clapped for him, and uh, that part was really cool. It's just a shame that Pete can be a dope. And then it was funny. I got home from Ohio Sunday evening and the Phillies, uh, NBC Sports Philly was replaying the game from 10 to midnight. Uh, But they conveniently edited out the bottom of the sixth and the whole seventh inning when Pete Rose was on there. So uh, I didn't get to hear all of it. I heard some of it uh, on YouTube, saw some of the stuff that was on YouTube posted by people. But and then I read all the stuff that he said, you know, three or four things that were very inappropriate. They should have had a seven-second delay. They should have known that with him. Right, right. Well, speaking of dopes, uh, Chet, how about Keith Hernandez? He's become today's <laughs> dope. Uh, he doesn't want to come to Philly anymore and uh, do Phillies games because the Phillies play bad baseball. Keith, really? Yeah, come on, man. Well, Keith's no brain surgeon either. Uh, <laughs> that, that was just dumb to say. But he is right that the Phillies in recent years have played a lot of poor fundamental baseball. I'll give him that. But still, you have to do your job in good towns where the games are being played. Plus, they're a lot better now than they were a few months ago and last year when under Joe Girardi, by the way, a New York Yankees ex-manager, they were playing pretty poor fundamental baseball. They're a lot better now. So, Keith Hernandez, shut your mouth, okay? Shut your mouth. Come (laughs) on to town. We'll take you out back. (laughs) <laughs> hey, getting back to Pete Rose, how about this? Kurt Schilling called out Pete yeah. Rose on Twitter for his lack of self-awareness. Kurt, who's yeah. had his own issues over the years, calls out Pete Rose. 
you can't make this stuff up folks no no funny <laughs> stuff that's for sure Bill. all right oh we got we got a random chat coming up we, you know that was some heavy stuff i'm a little hot under the collar from all of that conversation bill because first of all we're a week and a half now into not having air conditioning in this office where i work so i'm, I'm sweating in my little dry fit shirt here uh, and I'm going to take you right now on a little three-minute tour, Bill. I'm going to take you on a three-minute tour. As soon as I can figure out where the button is, it'll take me to that departure spot. Some of you know this, some don't. But uh, in addition to doing Philly Press Box Radio, I have a real job. Uh, my real job is doing business news for a radio network. No, not the Wall Street Journal radio network. They used to be in this building right here but they closed up shop in 2014 and now it's compass media networks which took it over but just never got around to changing the sign oh well uh this is the guy who's i guess the star of the compass media family gordy deal gordon hosts this morning america's first news every morning starting at 5 a.m i think he actually arrives at like 3 a.m better him than me Oh, by the way, Gordy is also the New York football Giants PA announcer. How about that? Um, this is Gordy with Jennifer Kashinka and Mike Gavin. They are the team that puts together America's First News, and they do it in here. This is where the studio is, where they do that morning show. I mentioned last week about the heat and the fact that we didn't have air conditioning in our uh, studios here. We still don't. But we do have fans. We have so many fans. Yeah, we got this little fan right there. This is our biggest fan right there. It's always good to have big fans. There's a little fan over there going strong. See that? And on my desk over here, I have a little tiny fan. Doesn't even look like a fan, but it actually is a fan and it cools. This is my desk, as I said, and it's actually cleaner than usual, believe it or not. Got a couple of monitors. And yes, one of them is on WMOR. And you can hear it, listen. How about that? MMR rocking with a little Weezer. And even though it's like really hot in here, of course I had to have coffee today, always. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, look at these people. Who are these people on the wall? Oh, look, it's your your money now anchors, Jennifer Kashinka and some guy named Jim Chesko. Uh, speaking of the updates, this is where we do the twice hourly news updates. This is our little studio right here. The microphone and the precision clock gotta be dead on accurate going right on at uh, 20 and 50 past every hour um i stick around wednesdays at seven o'clock and do our philly press box radio show from this studio right here and you'll recognize this background i think because yeah when you see me on our show every wednesday that's behind me my view of course is facing the other way this way and look at that we got an eagles calendar up there jason kelsey on the month of august uh, a picture of Spam, don't ask, I don't know. Uh, Nittany Lion, Ray and Glenn's Book of Sports Movies, a Phillies Bear. Um, over here you got Dean Martin. And hey, who doesn't have a picture of Mick Jagger and Kate Beckinsale on the wall? Oh yeah, and Willie Nile and the Spam, as I mentioned. Whew, the heat is getting to me, kids. Uh, I sure hope it is cooler by the next time we do one of these little video tours. Let's get back to Sports Talk Radio now and Philly Press Box Radio. Well, <laughs> I, I was I was impressed thinking uh, 
you know, people are going to want that poster with you on it. They're, you're going to be needing autographed copies of that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. To, to be master out. But then you outdid yourself by throwing Kate Beckinsale up there. <laughs> you know, who, who would have thought that Kate would have showed up at your office? Well, Kate and Mick shared the birthday, so I used that graphic, you know, two years ago for our show. And I just said, hey, I'm going to keep that picture. And there it is. I get oh, to look at Kate. Goodness. When you bore me, Bill, I just look at Kate. Yeah, well, that's probably most of the time. <laughs> hey, but uh, hey, what, what kind of company doesn't have the air conditioner fixed after a week and a half? Yeah, I You're know. You're supposed to Tell be like running a real organization there. Yeah. Well, Dow Jones owns the building. Compass Media actually rents it from them, and they don't seem to care about their tenants very uh, much here. Well, the Dow went crazy today. Maybe they made enough it money did. that uh, <laughs> you, can, you can get air conditioner. Hey, I hope so. Let's give a shout out to all our shows over at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. Wall to wall coverage continuing to grow. Catch all the action at www.eopsports.com, as well as Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can find our show on Philly Press Box Radio youtube channel as well please help us out by hitting those subscribe follow and like buttons and share with your family and friends as you can see we have added shows Devereaux sports is going to be with us on monday night uh they're going to also be sunday we've got lacrosse we've got soccer starting now uh that's really cool um everywhere bird's eye view is back on thursday with kyle he's back um Good stuff every night of the week. And uh, Matty B still doing his post game every night after the Phillies games as well. Uh, like I said, the the uh, network is growing. Check us out. Every night you can find something to watch or listen to on Edge of Philly Sports Network. You got that right, Bill. All right, Chet. Great guest tonight with Kevin Riley, as always. Who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? And don't forget, next Wednesday, we roll out the Philly Press Box Radio 2022 Hall of Fame ballot. Yes, yet to be determined who our guest will be, but it will be someone talking about the Phillies. I haven't gotten a, a confirmation from the, the one primary guest I had in mind, so we shall see. But, yeah, we will unveil our list of candidates for our Hall of Fame, our Philly Press Box Radio Hall of Fame next week, that you can help us then choose as far as who's going to go into the hall the following week so uh stay tuned for that and find out who our guest will be all right hey chet uh eagles open their preseason schedule this friday against the jets jets uh are you ready for some eagles football or like me eh, on the preseason stuff Bill, I'm a little concerned. The Eagles are one to two and a half point underdogs at home in this preseason over. Can you believe that? (laughs) (laughs) But we did we did learn today that the coach says anyway that he will play the starters a little bit, no more than two series. So that could mean one series. Maybe it's if if it's a three and out, it would be two series. Uh, I assume that means Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and some of the other guys who are healthy anyway. Uh, We know Kelsey won't be there because he's got a little uh, work to be done on that elbow, so he won't be ready probably till the season opener, hopefully for the season opener. But, yeah, I would like to see some of the starters, you know, for a series or two, and I'll probably tune in for a series or two and then (laughs) head out. I can tell you, Chad, here's the most important thing that has come out of Eagles camp at this point right now. Yeah. Jordan Malata. And Andre Dillard have concussions. Uh, I think I think they just got out of protocol today. They did. They did. But when you have a concussion on the first week of practice, first couple of weeks of practice, I don't like that. 
that's that's not good. And uh, now Jason Kelsey, they're saying it's just a yeah. little maintenance deal. Yeah. Um, these horses have to stay healthy to make this this thing happen. And uh, all that other stuff, all that noise that's going around. Although I did think it was really cool that AJ Brown was super excited that he went to his first uh, Eagles public practice and thirty thousand people showed up. He's like, man, this is this is bad. This is cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, as far as uh, the beginning of the season and all that, I'm excited. I'm not going to watch too much of the preseason. We shall see what happens. But uh, as I said, 32 days, Bill, you know I'll be watching that whole game on September 11th. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Chet, before we get to our next break, uh, Olivia Newton-John passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 73, day before yesterday. At the age of 73, uh, if you were anywhere near our age, uh, you were an Olivia Newton-John fan. Uh, I'm sure you were. Absolutely, Bill. And in a tribute to her, you and I are going to surprise our viewers and listeners by singing a duet of her greatest hits. So are you ready? I, I thought you were going to sing You're the One That I Want or something to me. Well, I'll tell you. I, for the... I was getting a little scared there. From the first time I saw and heard Olivia sing back in 1971 with her hit cover of Bob Dylan's If Not For You, I was a fan. Uh, loved her big pop hits a few years later then. Let me be there. If you love me, let me know. Have you never been mellow? Please, Mr. Please. And of course, I honestly love you. I, that was actually a nice ballad. I think it was my senior year of high school that was out too. Then, of course, came the many hits from Greece. Because you thought she was talking to you. Yeah, I did. And in the 1980s, one of the biggest hits of that decade, Physical. To be honest, I didn't love that song. It wasn't one of my favorites of hers, but it was huge. It was a monster hit. <sighs> Rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, you know, I, I think her. I read, if I if I understand this right, I think that she was so song cute. was the, the number one song of decade. Yeah, that is what I heard, uh, Physical. Um, you know, she was so cute. She had the little gym outfit on, um, doing the exercises with the fat guys behind her. It was cute. And uh, didn't love the song, but it was cute. And she was cute as hell. So we say again, Bill, rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. Absolutely. Hey, Chet, I, I think we might have a little bone to pick here with Joe Howell. Uh, oh, or at least I do. Uh, well, Rome one, hit the wrong button. Sorry. Robbie was a fan. Robbie, I'll see you Saturday. We're going to see the Road Dogs on Saturday There you night. go. Now I got the right button. What, what's this supposed to mean? If Furman sings, I'll get a concussion. What? That's what I was going to say. How the hell do you get a concussion when you're not even hitting and you're wearing those goofy Guardian helmets? What's that all about? To my point. Yes. Exactly to my point. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a good thing. So, uh yeah, we got to keep an eye on that. We can't be having injuries, especially this early. They haven't even started contact. Let's go. They're not going to start please, contact until the season starts. Don't play B-17. Hey, let's take another quick break and get you <laughs> off of here and take our friends All at the right. BBCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. 
Do you have a parting shot, or as long as it's not singing, we'll give you a few more <sighs> seconds. But uh, not a true singing, parting shot this week. But I'm like, hitting we'll the say yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked a lot this year about how many legends are retiring this year. Jim Gardner, Angelo Cataldi, Ben Roethlisberger, Jay Wright, Coach K, and, of course, Ray Dinger. Well, we can add another big name to that list. Serena Williams, she is calling it a career after the U.S. Open. And what a career it's been. 73 singles titles, including 23 majors, just one shy of Margaret Court's record. The tennis world will certainly miss Serena. So, uh yeah, she, another one, Bill. As good as as good as it got. That's for sure. Hey, did you like the movie A League of Their Own? Uh boy, it's been a long time since I saw it, but yeah, it was yeah. okay. Ninety-one-ish. They're doing I'm not a, a Rosie, I'm not a Rosie O'Donnell fan. They're doing a remake in a series form that's going to debut on Friday on Amazon Amazon Prime. A League of Their Own. It's eight episodes long, one hour each. Uh, kind of comedy, kind of drama, but it looks good. So. I'll probably check it out. A League of Their Own. I like the movie. None of the same people are back, although That's Rosie insane. does all, have a, a cameo. All all new cast. All new yeah. cast. Anyway. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Anything else for you before we wrap it up? No, we're late. I'm hungry. Let's wrap it up, Bill. All right. Let's thank tonight's special guest, Kevin Riley, our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PCC, 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, August 17th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen to our website, phillypressboxradio.com or blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio or Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and let's go Phillies. High hopes.